0: Chapter two. Once we perceive beauty in the world, we also discern ugliness. After we gain knowledge of goodness, we also recognize evil. Existence and the void give birth to each other. Difficult and easy determine each other. Long and short measure each other. High and low position each other. Tone and silence make melodies together before and after march in the same parade therefore the sage manages life without dominating and teaches through living rather than preaching she lets the living things sprout without judging them and then lets them flourish without trying to own them the sage creates art without making it her identity when her art is complete she lets it be this is why it endures forever. When I think about this chapter, there's a number of lessons. The first one I see is in this top section where it says, once we perceive beauty in the world, we also discern ugliness. And after we gain knowledge of goodness, we also recognize evil. I think of like when I'm feeling healthy and everything seems to be you know, working right. A lot of times I can just take that for granted. And when all of a sudden I've hurt my hand or kinked my neck or sprained my ankle then all of a sudden these things that I normally do with ease have suddenly become far more difficult and it isn't until those moments where I feel that that I then once again can appreciate when everything is running smoothly and I think that that's sort of the idea of the, the beauty and the ugliness. If you have in the evil and the good like once once everything if it everything is status quo then you don't really have anything to compare it to but once you understand that there is something better or something worse of some kind then all of a sudden there's now this spectrum and each of us in life sometimes will be the one that is on top and sometimes we will be the one that's on the bottom and that's sort of that's kind of the whole way that life works and because of that, there's this, there's this concept here in this chapter that is introduced. It's called Wu Wei. And it's it literally in Chinese means non-doing or non-action. It's a very important concept. And it doesn't mean you don't do or you don't act. What it does mean is that you're, you're being a part of the flow of the universe in such a way that It's like a a mental state or or a way of being that you're in perfect alignment with all that is around you so that you move without effort. And that's why we often like to call it, and we'll call it actually in future chapters, as surfing the Tao. If you can imagine, you know, you're on a surfboard and you're trying to catch the wave, you still have to get out there in the water, get your board, and you have to paddle and then stand up and ride the wave but you're not you're you're letting the the wave propel you forward and you're letting it do the heavy lifting if you will you just had to show up <laughs> essentially and i think when i think about this whole concept and later on in this section it talks about how like difficult and easy determine each other long and short measure each other high and low position each other and when we kind of become more aware of the great differences. We can sometimes get thrown off a little bit. So if you could imagine if you're sitting there on your board and you realize all of a sudden there's this other uh, wave that looks better that somebody else is catching, you're probably going to fall off your board. Or if you're looking behind you and kind of gloating that maybe look at this wave, look what I caught, you know, haha, to somebody back there that didn't catch a wave. Again, you probably are going to fall off your board. you just you embrace the wave and are one with the universe focusing on where you're at right there and then you flow effortlessly another little thought that came into mind in thinking about this whole chapter is a very common situation that I think a lot of people deal with at work but also even at home sometimes it could be anywhere actually it could be in a friend group but it's the idea that when you've had an idea and then, whoever, you know, there, maybe there's a boss, say it's a, a meeting at work, and there's a boss that isn't paying attention to what you're suggesting. And then all of a sudden, a coworker suggests it, and your boss is like, oh, it's a great idea, let's do that. And you're like left standing there saying, well, wait, what about? I mean, I came up with the idea, that was my idea. And I have noticed that when somebody has an idea and other people think it's theirs, then they will run with it, much more with much more um, passion, and 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 actually want it to succeed than if they're running with somebody else's idea. So I would say that a good leader comes up with great ideas, but the best leader makes every or has everybody else or lets everybody else think it's their own idea, and then everybody works as a team to pull it together. They feel like they have a, a piece or a part in it, and that they you know they want to make it happen rather than just trying to you know, fulfill somebody else's dream or, or concept. And I think that's sort of what it, it's getting at here with when the sage, it says she lets the living things sprout without judging them and then lets them flourish without trying to own them. And the sage creates art without making it her identity. She doesn't need to be wrapped up in, in the success. Of what she creates, and when that creation is complete, she lets it be, and that's why it endures forever. And I, I think it's it's that that not taking ownership that everybody can embrace it. If 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 you have an idea and it's good, you want it to happen, no matter who thinks they came up with it. If if you get to step back and see the beautiful creation of what you knew you kind of planted or helped cultivate. And, and bring about then it's it, you just watch the beauty unfold and you let all the other players participate in the dance and make it happen that is where I think the beauty of the whole picture of you know what you're doing comes about and I, I think that the other really important concept here is it says that the sage manages life without dominating and teaches through living rather than preaching we can talk to people until we're blue in the face (laughs) but it's by the most powerful mentors the most powerful people in our lives are the ones that we saw the beauty of how they lived and we wanted to emulate that and that is the best teacher that you can ever um, or best teaching you can ever offer to anybody is through your actions and and what you do Otherwise, everything else just seems like empty words. And so I you know, I look to that and, and think of it, especially as a parent um, or with any of my family or friends in my life, and, and and I try to be the bigger person. I try to be somebody that doesn't get caught up in all of the little franticness or anything that just by embracing Wu Wei, surfing, surfing the Tao, and try to live life effortlessly so that everybody else says, what is it? What is it that you've got? I want that. You know, you've got a smile on your face. Why are you so happy? Well, that's what I want for you all. I hope that we can work on embracing this together and have a great day.